Section 19 of the Emperor of Portugalia by Selma Lagerlöf. Translated by Velma Swanston Howard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Lars Rolander. Section 19. The Catechetical Meeting. Lars Gunnarsson was decidedly pleased with himself for having taken the cap and stick away from Jan. It looked as if he had at the same time relieved the peasant of his mania. A fortnight after the auction at Bergvik, a catechetical meeting was held at Falla. People had gathered there from the whole district round about Dove Lake, the rough-luck folk being among them. There was nothing in Jan's manner or bearing now that would lead one to think he was not in his right mind. All the benches and chairs in the house had been moved into the large room on the ground floor, and arranged in close rows, and there sat everyone who was to be catechist, including Jan, for to-day he had not pushed his way up to a better seat than he was entitled to. Lars kept his eyes on Jan. He had to admit to himself that the man's insanity had apparently been checked. Jan behaved now like any rational being. He was very quiet, and all who greeted him received only a stiff nod in response, which may have been due to a desire on his part not to disturb the spirit of the meeting. The regular meeting was preceded by a roll-call, and when the pastor called out Jan Anderson of Rafla Croft, the latter answered, Here, without the slightest hesitation, as if Emperor Johannes of Portugalia had never existed. The clergyman sat at a table at the far end of the room, with a big church registry in front of him. Beside him sat Lars Gunnarsson, enlightening him as to who had moved away from the district within the year, and who had married. Jan having answered all questions correctly and promptly, the pastor turned to Lars and put a query to him in a low tone of voice. "'It was not as serious as it appeared,' said Lars. I took it out of him. He works at Falla every day now, as he has always done. Lars had not thought to lower his voice, as had the pastor. Everyone knew of whom he was speaking, and many glanced anxiously at Jan, who sat there as calm as though he had not heard a word. Later, when the catechising was well on, the pastor happened to ask a trembling youth, whose knowledge of the scriptures was to be tested, to repeat the fourth commandment. It was not folly by chance the pastor had chosen this commandment as his text for that evening. When seated thus in a comfortable old farmhouse, with its olden-time furniture, and much else that plainly bespoke a state of prosperity, he always felt moved to impress upon his hearers how well those prosper who hold together from generation to generation who let their elders govern as long as they are able to do so, and who honour and cherish them throughout the remaining years of their lives. He had just begun to unfold the rich promises which God has made to those who honour father and mother, when Jan of Rufflack arose. "'There is someone standing outside the door who is afraid to come in,' said Jan. "'Go and see what the matter is, Börje.' said the pastor you're nearest the door Börje rose at once opened the door and glanced up and down the entry oh, there is nobody out there he replied jan must have heard wrongly 
after this interruption the pastor proceeded to explain to his listeners that this commandment was not so much of a commandment as it was good counsel which should be strictly followed if one wished to succeed in life he was himself only a youth but this much he had already observed lack of respect toward parents and disobedience were at the bottom of many of life's misfortunes while the pastor was speaking jan time and again turned his head toward the door and he motioned to katrina who was sitting on the last bench and could more easily get to the door than he could to go open it katrina kept her seat as long as she dared but being a bit fearful of crossing jan these days she finally obeyed him when she had got the door open she like burrier saw no one in the entry she shook her head at jan and went back to her seat the pastor had not allowed himself to be disconcerted by katrina's movements to the great joy of all the young people he had almost ceased putting questions and was voicing some of the beautiful thoughts that kept coming into his mind think how wisely and well things are ordered for the dear old people whom we have with us in our homes he said is it not a blessing that we may be a stay and comfort to those who cared for us when we were helpless to make life easy for those who perhaps have suffered hunger themselves that we might be fed it is an honour for a young couple to have at the fireside an old father or mother happy and content when the pastor said that a smothered sob was heard from a corner of the room lars gunnarsson who had been sitting with head devoutly bowed arose at once crossing the floor on tiptoes so as not to disturb the meeting he went over to his mother-in-law placed his arm around her and led her up to the table seating her in his own chair he stationed himself behind it and looked down at her with an air of solicitude then he beckoned to his wife to come and stand beside him everyone understood of course that lars wanted them to think that in this home all was as the pastor had said it should be the minister looked pleased as he glanced up at the old mother and her children the only thing that affected him a little unpleasantly was that the old woman wept all the while he had never before succeeded in calling forth such deep emotion in any of his parishioners it is not difficult to keep the fourth commandment when we are young and still under the rule of our parents the pastor continued but the real test comes later when we are grown and think ourselves quite as wise here the pastor was again interrupted jan had just risen and gone to the door himself he seemed to have better luck than had burrier or katrina for he was heard to say good day to somebody out in the entry now everyone turned to see who it was that had been standing outside all the evening afraid to come in they could hear jan urging and imploring evidently the person wished to be excused for presently jan pulled the door to and stepped back into the room alone he did not return to his seat but threaded his way up to the table well jan said the pastor somewhat impatient may we hear now who it is that has been disturbing us the whole evening it was the old master of falla who stood out there 
jan replied not in the least astonished or excited over what he had to impart he wouldn't come in but he bade me tell lars from him to beware the first sunday after midsummer day at first not many understood what lay back of jan's words those who sat in the last rows had not heard distinctly but they inferred from the startled look on the pastor's face that jan must have said something dreadful they all sprang up and began to crowd nearer the table asking to right and left who on earth he could have been talking to but jan said the pastor in a firm tone do you know what you are saying i do indeed returned jan with an emphatic nod as soon as he had given me the message for his son-in-law he went away tell him he said that i wish him no ill for letting me lie in the snow in my agony and not coming to my aid in time but the fourth commandment is a strict one tell him from me he'd better repent and confess he will have until the sunday after midsummer to do it in jan spoke so rationally and delivered his strange message with such sincerity that both the pastor and the others firmly believed at first that eric of falla had actually stood outside the door of his old home and talked with jan and naturally they all turned their eyes toward lars gunnarsson to see what effect jan's words had had on him lars only laughed i thought jan sane he said or i shouldn't have let him come to the meeting the pastor will have to pardon the interruption it is the madness breaking out again why of course said the pastor relieved for he had been on the point of believing he had come upon something supernatural it was well he thought that this was only the fancy of a lunatic you see pastor lars went on explaining jan has no great love for me and it's plain now he hasn't the wit to conceal it i must confess that in a sense i'm to blame for his daughter having to go away to earn money it's this he holds against me the parson a little surprised at lars's eager tone gave him a searching glance lars did not meet that gaze but looked away perceiving his mistake he tried to look the parson in the face somehow he couldn't so turned away with an oath lars gunnarsson exclaimed the pastor in astonishment what has come over you lars immediately pulled himself together can't i be rid of this lunatic he said as though jan were the one he had sworn at here stand the pastor and all my neighbors regarding me as a murderer only because a madman happens to hold a grudge against me i tell you he wants to get back at me on account of his daughter how could i know that she would leave home and go wrong simply because i wanted what was due me is there no one here who will take charge of jan he asked so that the rest of us may enjoy the service in peace the pastor sat stroking his forehead lars's remarks troubled him but he could not reprimand him when he had no positive proof that the man had committed a wrong he looked around for the old mistress of falla but she had slipped away then he glanced out over the gathering and from that quarter he got no help he was confident that all in the room knew whether or not lars was guilty yet when he turned to them their faces looked quite blank 
meantime katrina had come forward and taken jan by the arm and the two of them were then moving toward the door anyhow the pastor had no desire to question a crazy man i think this will do for to-night he said quietly we will bring the meeting to a close he made a short prayer which was followed by a hymn whereupon the people went their ways the pastor was the last to leave while lars was seeing him to the gate he spoke quite voluntarily of that which had just taken place did you mark pastor it was the sunday after midsummer day i was to be on my guard he said that just shows it was the girl jan had in mind it was the sunday after midsummer of last year that i was over at jan's place to have an understanding with him about the hut all these explanations only distressed the pastor the more of a sudden he put his hand on lars's shoulder and tried to read his face i'm not your judge lars gunnarsson he said in warm reassuring tones but if you have something on your conscience you can come to me i shall look for you every day only don't put it off too long end of section 19 read by lars rolander